Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to the ASMR edition of Tales from the Pits. The nice, softly spoken words and rain in the background. Another road trip episode, and this is the literal road trip. We are on the road. You might hear some rain. You'll definitely hear some road noise, and you definitely should be used to that after four years of doing this. And if we succeed, you will not hear skidding and crashing and sirens. That is correct. And, yeah, let's let's try to avoid that. We've had a, a nice, long, emphasis on long road trip, uh, and we've been very safe for it, so let's keep that up. And stay tuned to the end of this episode because we do have a special announcement. And uh, that's called a tease in the whole radio world, I guess. I don't know. So let's talk about it. We uh, we started a very long road trip on Wednesday of this week. And it, we'll, we'll try to go through dates because we know that this is not going to air, you know, very soon after we record it. Um, it started on the 12th of May. Yeah, we decided we were going to be doing a lot of road trips this spring and summer, and there, we knew there was one really, really big one we wanted to get out of the way and, and get done, and that's mostly dealing West Texas. We, you know, we live very far from West Texas. Texas is a huge state, if you're listening and not familiar with the geography of Texas, and we knew it was going to take quite a bit of time to get to all these places. Yeah, we, uh, we started doing some planning and how are we going to handle this, how are we going to be able to knock these out. Andrew, who's the itinerary master, started scratching stuff out, and we were looking at going all the way west to El Paso, possibly down south, and we started adding things together, looking at the stops, and uh, wound up with uh, a pretty insane agenda and itinerary here, um, starting in Austin, going up to Lubbock, going out to West Texas, going through the Fort Worth area, going through Waco, and then working our way back home. Yeah. We, we were trying to get as many good stops in as we possibly could when um, minimizing our time because we both have full-time jobs. We can't take a ton of time off work to do this. Um, as it was, we both took three days off of work to try to get this one done. But we wanted to try to, to maximize our, our time away and get to as many awesome places as possible. So that's you know that's basically what we did. On Tuesday, I did a little pre-gaming for this trip and, and went to Truth just to try to kind of like set the bar of great barbecue and then you know ate more great barbecue for the next several days so we left at about 8 a.m on wednesday morning and headed straight to austin for uh, a number of stops in austin and uh, gotta give a shout out immediately to our buddy terry osborne you, you guys have heard about him for years on the show he's one of our very good friends in barbecue and there's no way we could have eaten the food we ate without terry's assistance Yes, and it's always always fun to talk with Terry about the barbecue. And as we go along, wildly enough, during this trip, we actually met Terry in three different cities, <laughs> during three different series cities, and three different days throughout this trip. Uh, so quite quite fun. Yeah, yeah. No, we had such a good time. Met met with Terry in Austin, and uh, we went to we'll run down the Austin joints real quick. We went to Valentina's, La Barbecue, Franklin Barbecue, Leroy and Lewis, and Interstellar. All places that we'd all, of course, already been to, but places we love going to and, and love getting back to. Uh, one of the highlights for me was the the beef fajita taco at Valentina's. I thought was excellent. I mean, the, the Valentina's tacos are just the stuff of legend for a reason. 
Um, then, of course, we got to visit La Barbecue's New Brick and Mortar. A really, really cool place. The vibes there are outstanding. Um, you know, same, same La Barbecue food, food, new location, brick and mortar, first time ever. I mean, they, they were in a quickie picky before, but they shared that with the quickie picky. This is a dedicated building just for barbecue. Um, really cool stuff that'll, that'll be coming out of that joint for a while. Yeah, and from there, we got to do the Franklin Barbecue pre-order, uh, if you guys are not aware. They are, at the time of recording this, they are still pre-order only. The dine-in is not open yet, um, and the, the line, of course, is not open right now, but you can pre-order, I believe, up to six weeks in advance, if I remember correctly. Uh, choose your pickup date and time, do your pre-order, a minimum of three pounds, and uh, you can take your order to go and, and have it at your leisure. So that's what we did, and we... Uh, tried to hustle as much as we could it was a cold and windy day in austin actually um but we tried to hustle as much as we could because i mean the biggest thing guys you need to keep in mind is barbecue is not in its optimal conditions when you're eating it to go it's meant to be sliced and eaten pretty much immediately so we, once the brisket slice i mean within seconds it starts to oxidize um, anything that's exposed to air and of course you know we didn't order a whole brisket so it was already sliced everywhere we went. It's sitting on the plates. We have to take our silly pictures, but we really try to rush through that so that we can we can start eating the food because um, the colder it is, and especially the windier it is, uh, that wind draft, just like when you're cooking brisket, how important draft is, the wind draft across your brisket while it's sitting there in the cold will, will ruin that brisket very quickly. Yes, so unfortunately because, you know, because Franklin is to go right now, took our Franklin to our next stop, which was Leroy and Lewis, um, they were kind enough to give us a tray, <laughs> and we, uh, we we plated it up at Leroy and Lewis and ate it there. But of course, by the time we'd been able to do that, sit down and eat it, you're talking about close to 30 minutes from probably from the time it was sliced. But uh, we got to eat. It was kind of neat to get to eat Franklin and Leroy and Lewis, you know, back to back. And you know, we got what I think is one of the best two meat plates available in barbecue: uh, hash and rice and Frito pie as sides, and beef, cheek, and whole hog as our meats. Yeah, and there, you know, if you don't know. If you listen to this show at all, you know, but um, they do great whole hog, but the, the beef cheek is one that you need to get as well. It's, it, uh, you know, barbacoa is made from the whole head. A lot of places are doing barbacoa from the beef cheek, but rather than shredded, um, they slice it like brisket, and it's just this absolutely luscious, flavorful bite of meat. But one of our favorite non-brisket bites of meat that you can have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from there, we went to Interstellar, a place that Brian and I had actually both been to separately, but we had not been there together. Uh, been there on separate trips to Austin. It hadn't been in a while, so we were excited to go back. Um, and we had a really good meal there again, as uh, you know, as, as we had last time. Uh, we had the the to me the, the sides and the taco options really stood out. Uh, they do they do free beans there, and, and Brian told told them ex- after we ate them, you guys need to charge for these things there. And we don't like telling people things like that because. <laughs> We've ruined our, for ourselves uh, a long time ago a really great price option for somebody by telling them they should change their pricing. Nobody has to listen to us, and please don't. But, uh, but you know, there's places that give out free beans. I mean, Opie's, um, Snows, and and Cooper's famously. Cooper's, yeah. yeah, Cooper's probably started the whole trend, of course. But great, great options at a lot of places. Beans, you know, beans are, are worthy of being charged for at places. But these are pretty spectacular. Yeah, re- really, really good stuff. And then the smoked scallop potatoes that they do there are just a really great side. 
Um, yeah, they were doing some, some different taco options that were really good. We really enjoyed that stop. And, and from there, we drove straight to Lubbock. Um, yeah, so from Houston to the stops in Austin and then to Lubbock, all in the same day. So, yeah, I mean, we got to Lubbock at about, or, or, I want to say about 9.45, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. Somewhere in the 9 o'clock hour, we got to Lubbock that night. Got our, got our hotel, went to bed, had to get up early. You know, you know not too early considering what we did future days. And uh, we got to go to one of our favorite stops anywhere, and that is the great Envy Mays Barbecue in Wolfworth, Texas. I thought he was going to say True Texas Barbecue, um, which is not a bad barbecue joint. But Evie Mays is one that I've, I've had the uh, pleasurable opportunity of being able to find ways to get there. Uh, but it was Andrew's first visit. And I'll rub this in so people can laugh at him. Uh, but it was his first visit since 2017. Um, and he's been absolutely trying to get back out there. Uh, but we got out there, and it was just as good if, as it's always been. It was just as fun and exciting. And after eating, we were just as giddy as little schoolgirls on talking about how awesome it was. I mean, it, it, we love the place. We love the people. We love the speed and the service. I mean, there's so many facets about Evie Mays that make it a great stop. Um, irrelevant whether it's in Lubbock or not, uh, but get out to Evie Mays and eat as much of the menu as you can. And we did so much so that we went twice, but uh, the first day we had um, as much of the menu as we could handle that day. Yeah, yeah, we ordered about half the menu on our first first trip in there and then half the menu on the second trip the next day. And just absolutely top-notch food, to meats, to desserts, to sides, to customer service building itself everything about the Evie Mays experience is just fantastic and top-notch uh, I gotta I've got to give a shout out to, to Emma Mendoza uh, one, one of the pitmasters there at Evie Mays who was who cooked some of the best ribs I had in a long 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 time uh, just really really great cooking on those ribs the, the bark was phenomenal the rubs that Arnest developed you know in his years of, of learning to cook without having Central Texas barbecue experience are so unique and so flavorful and it just really makes for a great experience so Evie Mays you are you were great the first time you're great the second time you'll be great probably every time we go back um, it's get, get everything get the sides absolutely get the desserts um, get the meats get their sausages because they do fantastic sausages and, and like Andrew said I mean we really like the fact that that the flavor profile of his rubs are not like anybody else's in the industry um, he, he never well, but, but interestingly enough, the food still has a similar Central Texas style, but even the barbecue pits, he, he built on his own from scratch, and the reverse flows. They're not your standard, what's, what's become the standard uh, pit that you see at most of the restaurants. So it's, it's similar in some ways, but different in just enough ways. Absolutely. So again, wonderful stop, and that was just you know one of many great stops we had. So after, after that first meal at Ebby Mays, we went over to Pit Forks and Smoke Rings, which is in Slayton, Texas, uh, about 25 minutes from Evie Mays. So not a bad drive at all. Definitely should be part of your little barbecue run if you're going to West Texas. And really cool story that you will be hearing more about in upcoming episodes. Uh, the, uh, the the barbecue there is really good. It's unique. It's their own style, their own flavor. Uh, they're doing something different than your standard, than the usual Central Texas rib. We won't go into that here. We'll go into that in the episode. You should really listen to it. Uh, Isaac and Ashley do some really cool stuff there and in a, in a gas station that his parents own and he and his playpen was set up in 
and he, he's lived in that gas station basically his whole life, you know, working and helping out. And now he's now he's operating a barbecue joint out of it. So cool story, and be on the lookout for that episode. Yeah, wonderful people, uh, really good pricing, um, and interesting building. Um, not exactly what we were thinking when when we came up on it, uh, you know, as far as the look and the feel of the business. But once we got in there, it became much more home-like to us. Uh, but sitting down and talking to them and, and some fantastic stories about their barbecue pits and how they got them um, that you'll hear on that episode. Yeah, that was a fun one. And, and from there, we went up to Olton, Texas, which is about an hour north of Lubbock, give or take. Um, it's it's kind of between Lubbock and Amarillo, probably a little bit closer to Lubbock than Amarillo, but it's kind of the midway point. Uh, small town. And we got to eat some Rahino barbecue. Um, it's a place that we, we've been familiar with. They're on the Texas Monthly Top New 25 list, as as, as was Pit Forks and Smoke Rings. Um, and, and again, a really good barbecue spot. They're operating a, a food trailer um, in small town, Olden, Texas. And they have a nice covered patio with benches. And it's it's a really cool little sell- setting in a, in a really quaint small town. And they were out of their, their jalapeno poppers, which is one of their signature items that they serve there. Um, a little sad but i think we, we were okay i've had them before um I had, I had the luck to get there to sneak out there one time before but um, it was another first for andrew um, and we'll talk about this on on an upcoming episode but um, one of the highlights of the trip was a pecan cream pie that was served there uh, just really really enjoyable end to a really nice meal yeah and a, and a unique dessert you know it's kind of a take on a cream pie and a pecan pie kind of mixed into one it was enjoyable um, from there, Tom and Bingo's was our next unique stop. So the next, that was our last stop of the day for, for the second day of the trip. The next morning, we got up, went to Evie Mays, ate another meal at Evie Mays, which again was awesome. And from there, we went to Tom and Bingo's, which is a, a joint that's been around since the early 50s in Lubbock, Texas, uh, family owned. And it's, it's a, in a very, very small building and, you know, a small, the smallest pit room you'll probably ever see. And everything is cooked on an old brick pit. Yeah, it's, and it's the most unique pit I've probably seen anywhere. It's I, I don't even know how to explain it, but um, it, it is a brick pit and a very small back room. And there's no real exhaust coming out of the pit to the outside. The exhaust comes through the pit room, and then there's an exhaust fan in the pit room. So essentially the entire pit room is part of the pit design. Um, but uh, Ian there is still using that. Um, still putting out good barbecue, well, putting out a completely different type of barbecue, but more along the lines of Central Texas barbecue, really good barbecue. Um, and highlight there, which I'm glad he, he, he snuck one on the plate for us. We, we ordered the meal, and he snuck on one of the hamburgers there, um, and it was, it was damn good. Damn good hamburger. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good hamburger. Sautéed onions, you know, a nice, nice little burger sauce went on it, and you know, like I said, nothing, nothing super complicated. It was just a really well-executed burger. Uh, from there, we stopped at Hill Barbecue, um, which if you might be familiar. They were previously known as Ember's Barbecue. Brian had them a few years ago in a, in a different city around uh, the Lubbock area as Ember's Barbecue, but they, they reopened as Hill Barbecue uh, a while back and are serving in, in Lubbock proper now. And we got to go over there with very little stomach space, but we uh, we, we persevered and, and still ordered a pretty sizable meat plate. and. I was really impressed about the brisket there at Hill. Yeah, and Andrew Hill's doing a good job. Um, you know, it's it's a very classic Central Texas style, very simple seasoning, salt and pepper. Um, everything there was 
Um, he had, it had enough of a twist to be his own style. I really like the sausages myself there. They, they just reminded me very classic Central Texas style sausage. I said that word probably three times, but, um, but, but really good stuff in a really nice, cool little location with a trailer and, and, and lights out in kind of the backyard of a building and um, some, some really interesting potential things happening over time there um, as he continues to grow his business. But um, all different stops, all slightly different variations of food every rib we had at each stop was different yeah um, and that that makes it very fun for us because there's a lot of barbecue out there these days there's a lot of great barbecue out there and there there are some similar flavor profiles so being able to get out there and, and in one day have everyone be very different was was a lot of fun yeah no we had a really good time eating around the lubbock area there was again really good barbecue really fun times with some nice people uh, and then, you know, from there, it was time to, to head south, um, south and further west and all points in between and in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of some really nice mountains. But my God, what a drive that was. We went to our first, our next stop after we left Hill, we left Lubbock and we drove about four and a half hours, I think it was to, it felt like 12, but four and a half hours to Marathon, Texas. Yeah, and, and uh, Marathon, for those of you that don't know, we're basically right on the edge of Big Bend at that point. And you've got three cities kind of in a row, Marathon, Alpine, and Marfa. And most people have heard of Marfa, uh, but maybe they haven't heard of Marathon. But they're all three right along the edge of Big Bend. And um, there's a reason why we went there. Um, and we were kind of somewhat hoping the barbecue wasn't good, but it really was good. <laughs> just because of the drive. Once you get there, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be um, out, very quiet. It's a place, this is where the trip really uh, doesn't afford us the, the, the options that we want because this is a place where you want to spend a day or two just unwinding. Um, and instead, we're all wound up. We've currently been in the car for over 33 hours in the car driving, not this whole trip, just in the car driving. So um, it's a little frustrating, but here it is in this tiny little town on the edge of Big Bend it's a it's a uh, art deco old gas station has been retrofitted with a brewery and and a great barbecue joint and so it, and that barbecue joint is brick vault brewery yeah yeah so um and it just it's really really impressive stop like that just when you get out of these little towns like this out of the way mill scale pits um really good barbecue the beer was really good um and, I, and not crazy like we're, yeah. we're we, we kind of, you guys think we don't like birria tacos. You should see how we feel about craft beer. No, we do, for the record, we do like birria tacos. Stop yelling at us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, Brickfall Brewery does about six beers on tap, I, I believe, at a time. And, and all of them were very approachable craft beers. And that's, it's fun because we, we do love a good, nice, good cold beer. But we just don't want, you know, the... We don't want macaroni noodles in our beer. Yeah, we, we don't want the crazy, crazy beers. It's just not our style and not what we like. But, uh, but yeah, Brick Vault, good barbecue, good beer, awesome setting. And they have a nice little front patio area. Like, I could have sat out there for hours and just enjoyed, you know, watching you know watching the sun go down, drinking beer and eating Allowing barbecue. your food to digest. Uh, yes, yes, digestion and all that fun stuff. And you guys are really interested in our digestion, by the way. <laughs> we are getting a lot of DMs about digestion, so that's another show. Tales yeah. from the never mind. Yeah, we're open for tips on how to handle that. I guess because <laughs> we're not handling it very well. Um, then, then it got very interesting. Um, we made the trek through Alpine and, and over towards Marfa, and uh, past the Marfa Lights viewing area, 
and when we got into downtown Marfa, we were, we were heading towards Convenience West Barbecue, which is on the other side of town. Um, and we came through the downtown square, and I saw what looked like a whole bunch of gravel that spilled out on the road. Um, and we got a little closer, and got a little closer, and it was hail that had piled up to multiple inches um, on the road. Looks like snow, but of course, when you get a little closer, um, they were about pea-sized hail, but like inches of hail that had just happened. We just missed that. Yeah, yeah, we, we absolutely just barely missed that huge hailstorm that came through Marfa, and, and yeah, it did. It, you know, looking from a distance, it looked like snow had banked up on the on the sides of the street, but uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But we uh, we made our way to Convenience West Barbecue, and we're we're met with a really really impressive tray of food. Um, they're they're doing some really great stuff out there. I really appreciate Mark and Khaki uh, t- taking the time to chat with us, and and you know we had such a nice time. We we again it was another place we wish we could have stayed much longer than we were able to stay. Um, but the, the food was so, so good. The sides are so inventive and so tasty. And, and again, Brian and I left those two stops thinking, we're going to have to come back here now. Yeah. <laughs> both both happy, but also a little sad. Yeah. Just because well, like, you can't fly out there. You have to drive. And you're not going to fly into anywhere close. So it, it's a, it's, we, we definitely recommend going to both restaurants. Um, but we also recommend trying to make a weekend out of it and, and enjoy yourself while you're out there. Um, yeah, the highlight, one of the highlights there was the the beets. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. One one of the sides they made was a were, were beets with a sriracha Duke's mayo sauce and some mint and some crushed pecans for a little crunch on it. It was a really clever and unique side. Just had that so much flavor. I mean, the, the sweet potato salad was really good. The the elote we had was very good. I mean, it's just and, and the dessert. The uh, the Mexican chocolate cake that we had oh there. Gosh, yeah. I mean, it was it was just such a such a wonderful meal. And yeah, the the next time we we head out that way, it's going to be specifically to spend time in that area, at those two joints. It's not going to be part of a billion stop barbecue run. That's for sure. From there, we uh, we trekked our way back to Fort Stockton for the night, which is another uh, hour and a half or two hour drive. Beautiful sunset out in Big Bend. We did not see the Marfa lights, much to our dismay, um, but uh, made it out to Fort Stockton where we got about less than four hours of sleep before the next day. Pretty much, yeah. We were, we were back on the road at 4.30 in the morning because we had to drive from Fort Stockton to Fort Worth uh, because we needed to hit more of the Fort Worth barbecue scene, which, if you're not familiar with it, is just on fire right now with so many good barbecue options, new places opening. It's it's such an exciting time for the Fort Worth area from a barbecue standpoint. Our our first stop definitely did not disappoint. And that was the uh, the gentleman over at Goldie's. Yeah, Goldie's. You know, we've been fans of Goldie's for a long time. We've been fans of a lot of the, the folks at, at each of their uh, prior employment positions and those restaurants. Um, I'm not even. We'll, we'll list that maybe on the episode uh, about how many places they've been and all of that influence that they bring in, but. Um, Really great kids doing some really great barbecue, really great sides, um, and really great desserts, uh, house-made bread. I mean, it goes on and on. Great stop, though. Always a pleasure to get there and talk to them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love those guys, love their food, and then love the next place we got to go to as well, and that would be Dane's Texas Barbecue. Yeah, you know, we, we came upon Dane's a, a couple years ago um, been, and watched them very closely. We'll... 
we'll talk about this at, at another episode as well. The first time we had Tim, which um, included John Brotherton helping us out on being able to jump out of the car while I was running and grab their food and continue. That's how fast that trip was. If we thought this trip was Yeah, fast. yeah, we yeah. planned this one better. We actually got to park the car. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the car off. Yes. Um, but, but again, Dane and Thomas are, are fantastic food. It's, it's one of the most exciting new, and they're not new, uh, but it's one of the most exciting new setups that, that, that's out there right now. What they're doing is fantastic. Um, meats, the sides, the, the effort that they go to in the sides, all the layers that they're putting into there, um, and the desserts, uh, unfortunate for us, but great for them. Um, you know, they, they didn't do desserts this weekend. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes, yes. We, we, did, we missed out on dessert this time, uh, but for a very, very good reason. Uh, Dane's wife, Ashley, had her graduation ceremony. She graduated college. Um, so congratulations to Ashley. We, we missed your desserts, but we're very happy for you. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. Um, but Again, I mean, it, does it sound like everything was good on this trip? It really was. I, and partly because, yeah, we did research. We're, we're not just randomly hitting places, but we were pleasantly surprised everywhere we went. Um, there was always something on the menu that we really liked. Um, but, but all in all, I mean, you can't compare this. The, the difference between, you know, 2016 and today is just amazing. The, the amount of barbecue and and the, the the depth of the menus the sides and the desserts and it's unfortunate for our waistlines because we can't just order brisket rib sausage and no sides and no dessert now we're having to order sometimes four sides um and well, we don't have to do any oh we have to oh yeah if we're going out there we have to but but, but it is it is amazing the level of barbecue but again we're not in the meat market style barbecue anymore. It's it's really been elevated out beyond that. It really has, and it's it's been so exciting for us to watch for all these years, and and it's it, it does make those menu choices more difficult. You know, like I said, with so many barbecue joints, we didn't have to think when we went there. We knew we knew before we ever walked in the door what we were ordering. Now it's very rare that we know what we're going to order before we walk through the and, door. And you said, I mean, there's multiple restaurants. You you mentioned this about one this trip, but there's multiple restaurants where you could go in and order just sides and have a fantastic meal yeah. and not order a single meat entree. Uh, this this kind of blows my mind to think about. We had hash and rice at two restaurants in Texas this week. Hash and rice, a traditional barbecue dish from South Carolina. And I mean, just I mean, it's just one of the many examples of the growth of Texas barbecue. But uh, from Dane's, we went over to one of our favorite places and one of our favorite people in barbecue. Um, that would be the Zavala's Crew and Zavala's Barbecue in Grand Prairie, Texas. Got to, uh, and again, well, shout out again to uh, to Chris and and to Terry. Uh, yep, my buddy Chris yes. met us up at um, uh, at Dane's, and then uh, at Dane's and Terry met us up at Zavala's. Yeah, yeah, we got to head over to Zavala's. Oh, oh, we we should say sidebar. We tried to go to Hurtado before we went to Zavala's. We were trying to hit both, um, but when we got to Hurtado, there was a line pretty far extending out the door. Um, and can, obviously, congrats to Hurtado. He's doing very well out there, and, and we will get back over there. But we were in such a time crunch on this trip that places sell out. And the, right, the, this is because we're trying to hit so many at lunch. You know, we we love places that are open beyond lunch, but we're trying to hit so many at lunch that we we did not have any time to spare. So we had to we had to do an audible. Yeah, yeah, we had to pull an audible. One street, we were going to do to Hurtados and then Zervalas, but then. We had to skip Hurtado, go to Zavala's, met up with, with Joe and CJ and Kristen out there, and we got to just have that really, 
great peppery bark that Zavala's is famous for. And yeah, just another enjoyable visit to Zavala's. I mean, they're consistent. We know what we're going to get there, and we know it's going to be good. And today was, or that day was no exception. Yeah, I, I, I and I, and I want to get back again. And I, I mean, the they were out of they were out of their sausage by that time already. Like I said, luckily they did have uh, brisket, and we got a sloppy wine as well. Um, but always good food and good time at Zavala's. Make sure you go check them out too. Absolutely, and and keep an eye out on Joe's uh, Instagram on Zavala's Barbecue Instagram. They are doing free brisket classes right now, which is really cool. Um, he's announced it a couple of times on on his Instagram, but follow along and probably on Facebook as well. Follow along there because I mean it's it's a great thing you know that he's doing that you you, know, you should absolutely take advantage of. I know they had a pretty good class this this last time um, from Zavala's. We got to go to a place that we hadn't been to before and we've been wanting to get to, and that is uh, Smokeaholics. Yeah, we, we pulled into Smokeaholics, not sure what to think. We've heard a lot of good food pictures and seen a lot of good pictures, heard a lot of good things. Um, so it was one of the, uh, um, was that the, well, no, because the West Texas ones as well. Um, yeah, so a few, we didn't do a whole lot of places that we had never been at all. Smokeaholics was one of them. Um, really absolutely exceeded expectations by many levels. Um, we were just not quite expecting, we didn't know what to expect, um, but really good food there. Yeah, uh, really, Nester, I enjoyed those ribs a lot there. Yeah, yeah, very simple. They're not direct heat, but they're very similar to direct heat ribs. Um, yeah, the ribs were great. No menu brisket was super moist. Yeah, it was It was a really nice, nice little end of the day meal for us. That was our last barbecue stop of that day, and it did not disappoint. You know, Derek Walker is doing some really good things there, and he's been in the, the Fort Worth scene for a while. Um, doing doing pop-ups he ran a truck now he's got the the brick and mortar um, so we really enjoyed it we we're glad we were oh, able well, to make it over to and, and we have to we have to call this one out so we, we've got to find a way to come there on Tuesdays oh, um, yes yeah they do they do a turkey leg night there but um, what it's not just a turkey leg they're doing them with shrimp and grits um, with the, uh, the, the they do one with a sauce um, crap, what was it oh, the sauce? Alfredo one Alfredo sauce yeah, yeah I mean it's it sounds like just be super fun to go eat there yeah yeah no smokeaholics is, is a place that should be on your radar and we're really glad we got to get over there that was our, our last stop of that day um and then you know from there we you know got to our, our last day of the trip our, our drive home from fort worth to the houston area and luckily we drive through waco for our trip home from from fort worth and which means we got to go to a couple of places we love going to and first up being guest family barbecue in waco yeah so one thing to note about guests, other than the fact that you need to get there, seven days a week, lunch and dinner, and our favorite thing these days is brunch. Um, so they opened at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, um, and they have a brunch menu that's kind of build your own brunch, and it's a it's a great it's a great price ratio. You can get a lot of options, and we did get a lot of options. Yeah, that's that's the best part about it, really, is it does allow you to explore more of the menu because of the price point is set so nicely that you can get three, four different things and share. And we, we did that. We got a brisket, two types of sausage, a roasted garlic sausage, and the chipotle cheddar sausage. Um, we got the pulled pork pancakes that you've heard us talk about on the show before, and so you shouldn't be surprised that we got those again. Um, the, the cheese grits, which again, you know we're going to get those. And uh, then the red potato salad. And just really, a really good meal. We had such great brisket on this trip. And that guest family barbecue brisket was absolutely up there as one of the best briskets we had at any stop. And sausage there has always been really top tier. Uh, one thing to note, 
almost every single restaurant we stopped at made their own sausage. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing, 2016. I mean, much less so in Houston. There really wasn't very many at all making their own. But even across Texas, people weren't trimming so aggressively. They didn't have all this extra brisket trim. They, they didn't have a reason to use it. And I think the audience, they were looking for, they didn't have that creative outlet. And that's what sausage has provided is so many places are doing creative sausages. I mean, Dane's is one of those that just right off the top of my head. Oh, right. Oh, every, everyone has got, at least, you know, every one of the modern joints is making their own sausage or the vast majority of them. And a lot of them have started to really start to branch out with the creativity, you know, from everyone from, like you said, Danes is doing creative sausages. Smoking Zizo's got a creative sausage going down down in Houston. You know, Bill Dumas is creating some really creative sausages for both of Brotherton's concepts, Liberty Barbecue and Black Iron Barbecue. And the, there's some really great sausage being made in Texas right now. And of course, we still love the, the more classic, you know, garlic sausage or Czech style sausages. And, you know, we, we celebrate all of them. They're, they're, they're just such a such a way to put your stamp on your barbecue joint and, and we love seeing more and more of it got to also mention guests has got a really great bourbon selection and really well-priced bourbon selection and so we we treated ourselves to a pour of weller foolproof um for this trip because why not this was kind of a one of the last stops of the tour of the tour so we felt like it was the a good time to uh, to celebrate having such a a fun time and again shout out to our buddy terry osborne who met us there as well so yeah, like you said, we got to eat with Terry on three different days in three different cities. He's from Austin, or he's from San Antonio. We're from Houston, and we ate in Austin, DFW, or Fort Worth, and uh, Waco. So, again, thank you, Terry. You you helped us more than you know. Um, and then our, our last stop in Waco was uh, Hellberg Barbecue, another one of our favorite power couples in barbecue, Philip and Yvette Hellberg. And we've been such fans of them from, from the early days when they first started. The, you know their little food trailer in uh, in Waco, and now they you know they've got their brick and mortar, and they're doing really well out there, and uh, yet yet another enjoyable meal at Hellberg. Yeah, you know Waco is is you can do a day trip to Waco, whether you want to do the Dr Pepper Museum, whether you want to go out and look at the the river and the lake, um, or see Chip and Joanna, or see Chip and Joanna. I mean, so for just about anybody's desires, you can make a a nice little weekend trip, day trip out to Waco. And the barbecue there is great. Um, you know, you can dip down to Belton and go to Miller's if you really want to get crazy and hit three stops. Uh, but, you know, two stops and, and do whatever you want and then get back home before dark. I mean, that's absolutely possible. But um, but Hellberg has been one of those places, again, we've watched. I think Andrew caught them before they opened their trailer. Um, yeah, I, I, I somehow started following them on Instagram when they were still in California. And then when, as soon as I saw that they were moving to Texas and gonna start a barbecue thing in texas i mean i was like these these are people that are gonna be doing some good barbecue i mean you can just tell just from what they were posting and the, and the passion they had for creating you know a craft menu you knew the barbecue was going to be good and then for years now they have not disappointed so shout out to them that was stop number 19 on the trip and uh, we are on our way home and we were probably going to stop and just literally get a sausage link at uh cooper's in the uh where are we? College Station. I don't know where we are anymore. Uh, yeah, we're on. Our, we're going to go through College Station here in a little bit and stop at Cooper's for a sausage link, and, and that will be stop twenty, the final stop of the trip. It's been an, a whirlwind, an epic, monstrous trip, and for good reason. Let's let's take a couple of. We we asked for questions on Instagram, and you guys always come through with some jokes and some questions, and so we'll uh, 
we'll, we'll go with a couple of those, and then we'll get to the uh, the special announcement of the episode. So, someone asked, how many more places, places will you visit? Well, if you mean today, or do you mean in general? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think we are up to somewhere around 55 joints we visited this year, and around 90 meals. Not a hard and fast number, but we're in that neighborhood now, um, and we've got plans for a lot more. Um, someone asked, do you just have a few bites and move on to the next place? That's a good question. We wish we would. Um, and kind of like we alluded to earlier, we, we used to do that where we, there's been times when we bought one pork rib and split it three ways. Um, but, but the, but the, the delicious problem is that the menus are so wide that we're, we're having harder and harder times. I mean, even at guests, they had spares and baby backs and we had to just get spares. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah we, had to, we had to make these tough meal decisions yeah. now. Yeah, we really do. But if we're out, if we're out in Lubbock, if we're out in Marfa, if we're out in Marathon, we know it's going to be harder for us to get back. So we're going to have to order more. Um, so we we eat as much as we can, and we sell the rest. No, we eat as much <laughs> as we can, and then um, this trip, Andrew brought home a brought with us a vacuum sealer, and we brought a cooler. We're welcome for a cooler sponsor. Wink, wink. <laughs> but. Um, but he brought a cooler and a vacuum sealer, so what we didn't eat, we put up into plastic baggies and vacuum sealed. Right. Oh, and that's why we were so happy to have Terry on stops, because, you know, that, that's less food we have to eat. You know, and same thing with, you know, when Chris came with us to Dane's. You know, so when, we, when we're able to meet up with some of our friends out on the road, it's always helpful for us. So, you know, we, we definitely try to, to limit the amount of food that we eat, but we also don't want to waste food as well, and we're gluttons. So... We eat as much of it as we can. We vacuum seal and cooler the rest, um, and and that's basically what we do. Um, another question is: Is DFW the new barbecue hub? So, you know, we we pick on Dallas a lot, um, and you know, Terry Black's has opened up in Dallas. There's there's places that are opening up in Dallas, but Fort Worth is the new barbecue hub. Um, and again, much to our chagrin because we don't live there, but the 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 things that are happening, the the proximity to each other the how recent things have been happening and blowing up um, Fort Worth is is the hottest spot in Texas right now yeah it absolutely is the Fort Worth scene is just so exciting from our barbecue nerd it's it's one of our favorite places to go right now and eat barbecue um, got to give a shout out to to Chet Tripper uh, submitted a question he was asking us which one's the best of the best and that's I mean that's a loaded question but it kind of leads us into something so we'll uh We'll make that the last question. Sure. And and we can talk about kind of this trip, and we can talk about in general, but um, I, I'll just go on the record. I mean, I, I I think Evie Mays was the highlight of this trip, but it really was tough. And and every single stop had at least one item, if not multiple, that, um, that we talked about for literally hours afterwards. <laughs> I mean, we've been in the car for over 33 hours. So we have talked barbecue probably 30 of those hours, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's been, and it's the whole reason why we started doing this show is because, yeah, we sit in the car talking about barbecue, so why not just record it? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's so hard to, to say this is the best this, this is the best that, though we, we are trying to come up with ways to try to do that. And so this has kind of been building and building for us for years that we've been on the barbecue trail, eating barbecue, discussing amongst ourselves, discuss, discussing amongst our friends, discussing amongst people in the industry, you know, what, what is the best and what, what makes best and what, you know, what, how do you quantify those things? And so we're trying to do that. Yeah. We're announcing now our new TV series. 
Woohoo! Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, we're on the Ocho. Yes. Our new book. Um, no. No, none of that. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a list. Um, we've eaten at all of these places. Um, there's many lists out there. We're not trying to compete with any lists. We're not trying to say any list is right or wrong. Um, we're just going to do our own because we've had so many places and so many stops. And people have really asked us, and it's incredibly tough. And, and you know, not everybody's going to agree with us. We don't agree with each other. Um, but we feel like we should do it. Um, and so we're going to put one together. We'll give you some more details later. But there's a number of factors that come into play into this. Um, you know, and, and not to touch on all of them, but experience separate from food is a part of your overall barbecue experience. Historical aspect, all of that. Um, so we've got formulas, we've got charts, we've got graphs. Um, we've obsessed over this. Um, we've analyzed many, many, many other um, reports and lists that other groups have done, other individuals, people that have done uh, barbecue palooza like Steve Darren and guys. Right, yeah, I mean, we, we've had a lot we put a lot of thought into it and you know it was it was a big decision for us because we don't want to do anything irresponsibly we want we want to do this the right way and what we see is the right way we want to make sure that we're we're doing this the way we would want to see a list be done and that doesn't mean everyone that reads or sees or hears our list is going to agree with it but it, you know i just want you guys to know we're trying to do all of this as under the radar as we can we are trying to have incognito visits as much as possible we strongly believe that that is a very critical part to putting together an honest list. And again, we won't go too heavy into this because we've talked about it before, but absolutely, if if someone at a barbecue joint recognizes you as a person that has a blog or a podcast or or you're a, you write for a paper or, or what have you, they're going to try to put their best foot forward. That's smart business. And so we try and we did this on this trip and we'll do this on future visits to other places. We, another reason we like to have some friends with us that may not have like big barbecue Instagrams or shows or what have you, is we have them order for us and we don't even get out of the car and go into the place until after the food has been placed on the table so that we're, we are making sure we're having the same experience that anyone else should have because we should have the same experience that anyone else should have. Right. And, and again, we're not faulting the restaurant owners for this. No, I actually credit them yes, for it. I yeah. mean, they should be doing it. Um, and, and no, you can't go cook another brisket, but absolutely more than once have we seen somebody put a different person on the cutting station, the owner jump on the cutting station. We've seen briskets be swapped out and then they went to go find a better brisket. And, and, and again, that's what you should do. But you should also, the, the reason why we're doing this as incognito as we can is that that same experience should be for everybody. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be just because somebody else came, um, regardless of who they are. And so... Um, we're really trying hard to do this, um, like I said, as, as incognito as we can. Um, if we get spotted, generally we try to find a way to come back as well. I mean, there's some places that are just almost 100% impossible um, to do that way. But, um, you know, nobody that we visit should get upset because we didn't say hi before we got our food. Um, but we're going to keep trying to do that. We're going we're gonna to compile all this. We're going to put it out. Um, and we'll let you guys know, and you guys can yell at us about what's right and wrong about it. Um, but that's that's what's so fun about barbecue is just we love talking about barbecue. And um, there's there's more to it these days with the wide menus and and the experiences that you get. Service times, you know, is a, a place that takes five minutes to serve a customer does have a different overall 
experience factor than somebody that takes 30 seconds to serve a customer if all the other things are equal. Yeah, I mean, it's we are taking into account more than just our list is not going to be who's serving the best brisket. It's not, you know, it's not going to be just rated on that. We're taking into account the other meats on a menu, and it doesn't just have to be Texas Trinity. You know, there's so much good meat being served in barbecue right now on that isn't just brisket, ribs, or sausage. And I think it's, I, I would, th- I think it's a discredit to so much of the creativity and good creativity in barbecue to not consider those things. So that those are factors for us. The sides and the desserts are factors for us. I mean, obviously, if a place serves terrible brisket but has a nice slice of pie, we're not going to say you're the number one place. But, but yes, yeah, those are definitely things that go into how we feel about barbecue joints. And, you know, and what we did when we've we've come up with our initial set of rankings and we're we're updating them as we revisit and visit places. Um, but one of the things that Brian and I did just so we tried to do this as fairly as possible is we came we each individually ranked every single place that we're discussing blind from each other he didn't know my rankings i didn't know his rankings and then we're taking the basically the average of our rankings because as brian alluded to we don't always have the same uh, you know feelings about a barbecue joint i mean we're we're fairly cohesive on most things but but he's always going to like one place a little bit more than me and vice versa and you know i'm going to like this brisket a little more than him and all that so so that's just part of the fun of it, but uh, but we're trying to we we think we balance it out pretty well by by averaging the two of our rankings. Yeah, and so uh, listen along, follow along, uh, check out the updates. We're working on this. We don't get paid for any of this. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, on that, um, but we do. Uh, so we are going to carry the swag bag around where we can. Um, if we're out together, we'll have the swag bag with us. If you. If we announce that we have the swag bag, please come by. We've got hats, t-shirts, stickers, um, koozies, lots of koozies. We have people that have been giving us additional stuff to poke in the swag bag. So um, super thanks to, to folks like Rahino. Um, I know I've got one waiting at home from Dozier's. Um, I know that Slaughter's Barbecue Oasis is up while we're on the trip, and, and we appreciate it. And what we do is we're putting that stuff in the swag bag, and we're handing it out. Um, to our listeners just because we, we we love doing that we think that's a lot of fun yeah no it's it it is a lot of fun we hope we we're able to give even more of those things out as you know as we keep hitting the road that you know through the summer trying to trying to put this together all right so with that um you know if if uh, also if you know anybody that's a hotel um if you know a cooler company if you know a gasoline company um you know any of those things but but seriously you know we 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 would look to sponsors um, because we we this is killing us financially but um, but it's because we're nerds on barbecue and we like doing this absolutely yeah and and again yeah we we do have some great sponsors that you know that we have worked with over the years and and we're we're still going to be picky about sponsors you're not going to start suddenly start hearing you know commercials for 10 different pellet grills on our show you know we're still going to be responsible about it but yes if we find the right opportunity we are more than willing to to discuss options and you know, and, and just better ways to, to be able to bring you guys more content in the barbecue world. You know, we've been doing this for a long time and we enjoy it. But, uh, but thank you guys for listening. This trip has been grueling in many ways, but a lot of fun in, in many ways as well. So uh, thank- not, enough, not enough caffeine in the world to, to make this work. Not enough caffeine, not enough sleep, way too much barbecue. But thank you to everyone that we had the opportunity to meet and talk with on the road both whether that was for an episode or just sitting down having a conversation uh we we had such an amazing time talking with so many great people and just 
it, it's just constant reminders of, of why we love the barbecue world so much. So thank you guys. Thanks everybody. We'll see y'all out on the barbecue trail.